aspect of our own spiritual life and our life together. Family, you know, relationship to one another. The small things, whether it's the same small things, that sometimes don't seem to uh, uh, get much attention to the sort of that we are into
to something that was in the center of of of, of Lot's life, which was his self-interest. Self-interest is not a bad thing. If you don't have a self, you don't exist. A self is a self. It's neutral. But when you're all created for yourself, and your religion is objective to yourself, and everything about God is oriented to orientated towards your own self-interest. You want to look at anything for that. Not for that. So when there came a time in which the Abraham's following God conflicted with God's self-interest, they had to separate. And we saw that um, we saw this in uh, in, in the last week before. And so Abraham called conflicted with God's um, self-interest. They look the same. And sometimes Christians can look exactly the same. They use the same uh, Christian words. You can listen to the same kind of sermons, listen to the same kind of music and all that. You can do all the same things, go to the same church, sit on the same thing, make things like that, like that. And you can't tell, it's indistinguishable between the two systems. Except when trials come. Except when, when, when stresses come. And when stresses come, what is in the center of our being will begin to rise up, will begin to reveal. And that's what we saw. Now, last week we were talking a lot about this, so I'm not going to go over it again, but I wanted to focus on one thing that comes up a lot in uh, the chapter 19. So, keep everything that I've said to the one side, and let's go to chapter 19. Okay, you ready? I'm going to be reading from the NASB, the New American Standard Bible. Survive. You'll forgive me for reading something that's not quite in my face. Genesis chapter 19. Now, what happened was this very, 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 very well known story about Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, the two angels came to Sodom, verse 1, in the evening as Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw him, then he rose up and he said, bowed down with his face to the ground. And he said, Now behold, my Lord, please turn aside and give your servant's house and spend the night to watch your feet. And so he invited these two angels, they were messengers, they were the angels and the messenger, and he gave them hospitality, right? He gave them hospitality. Now the people in Sodom were extremely wicked, and they wanted to come in and rape those two uh, men, or these messengers. So verse 4, before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, Sodom surrounded the house, both young and old, all the people from every quarter. And they called to Lot and said to them, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them to us that we may have relations with them. But Lot went out of them at the doorway and shut the door behind him and said, Please, my brothers, do not act wickedly. For behold, I have two daughters who have not had any relationship with a man. Please let them bring them out to you. Let me bring them out to you. And do to them whatever you like, only do nothing to these men, just much as they have come under the shelter of my roof. So he was saying, look, hospitality is important to me. So don't touch them, but I'm giving my daughters. See how you value something, something which is always in money, money. But they said, stand aside furthermore, they said, this one came in as an alien, he's already in Matthew Matrika, another law of the alien. Now he's acting as a judge. Now he will treat you worse than them. So they pressed hard against Lot and came near to break the door. But the men reached out their hands and brought the Lot into the house 
with them and shut the door. They struck the men who were at the doorway of the house with times, both small and great, so that they buried themselves trying to find the doorway. Imagine what they look like. Then the two men said to Lord, Whom else have you here? A son in law and your sons and your daughters, and whatever you have in the city, bring them up and play, for we are about to destroy this place because their outcry has become so great before the Lord that the Lord has sent us to destroy it. Lord went out and stayed, spoke to his sons in law who were married his daughters, and said, Ah, get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy the city. But he appeared to his sons in law like he was jesting. And morning dawn, the angels heard the Lord saying, Ah, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away. Let's stop here. Or you will be swept away. You know, the funny thing is, especially after going through a pandemic, we think of stats, we think of big numbers of things, movement of, of, of things, occurrences and incidents, people dying. Hundreds of thousands of people dying within a year and a half. You think about stats, and you think about being swept away. Actually, in the in the chapter before that, Abraham has been interceding for authority more and for God. And he asked God the same question, or rather the, the question that had the same phrase. Abraham came here and said to God, Will you, verse 53, sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are 50 righteous within the city. Will you immediately sweep it away? And not spare the place for the sake of Christian righteous life. So, so here's the question. Will God sweep us away with the innumerable statistics that we see in which disaster, catastrophe, bad things happen with most people? Do we get swept away with the statistics? Is there anything exceptional about being a Christian or being righteous? Does it make a difference or not in our lives? You see the question? I'll put it in a different way. Being a Christian, we suffer together with those other Christians, right? Is there any special privilege being a Christian? Putting it in a different way. Do we get swept away? Will we get swept away when things go generally a certain way? And 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 and, and Abraham understood that God was about to destroy the five cities that were around Sodom and Gomorrah. These cities had become more and more wicked, more and more wicked to such an extent that we began to go going. And there was going to be a, me- a mega thing that's going to take place. There's going to be a, a huge uh, moment. And when judgment is going to come, and fire and brimstone is going to come. And it's easy to think of a huge event like a catastrophe like COVID, in which hundreds of thousands of people are killed, or not be killed, perhaps maybe the recession, 1987 or the recession, and hundreds of thousands of people lost wealth. When general things like this happen, what happens to you and me? Where do we figure out in our way? Do we get lost in the stats? Because stats are real, right? You can't deny stats. Statistics are statistics. They are historical, they are true. Where does that leave you and me as Christians? 
So we as Christians think of it as saying, well, I'm part of that. Part of that. God calls us to the, the sun who is dying, the righteous and the unrighteous, and also the, the earth is aging for the righteous and the, and the, and the unrighteous as well. So what, what happens here? What, what happens to you and me when the stats are very, very compelling? The question is deeper because it asks, uh, it, it asks God, do, do you care for me in an individual way? Or am I part of the world in terms of the abstract? I know when I was uh, growing up, I think I said, said this before, um, when I used to see John 316 and my parents always put in John 316, for God so loved the world that he gave me only love to stuff. Thank you. 
So they went up a hill and they several different places all the different things that they were in the last church. As soon as they meet up, the tsunami hit. And most people in Batanji are done by that they not know. Now, this doesn't show up in this text, but stats notwithstanding, what I want to say is that there is a deeper story in the history of things. There's a deeper story. What I want to invite us into is to enter into a deeper story in spite of the fact that statistically it doesn't look good in the era. I want to prove to you that actually God has a different and a deeper story for every one of us in the midst of all these things. And go we call it pandemic, the stats don't lie. But we can all have deeper stories about God's redemption in our lives in the midst of all of the overwhelming stats. Amen? Alright, so that's what I wanted to, 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 to talk a little bit about. But, it is a question that any of us must have. And what does it take for us to experience that? Let's look at the law. Lord is a good example of how not to be used again. So let's go back to Genesis chapter 15, uh, chapter 19, to read from verse 15. The angel said, Ah, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away in the pastor of the city. He's almost saying, I don't intend for you to be swept away. I don't want you, I don't intend for you to be just another statistic of my own time. I have something special for you. I have a covenant with you, the same kind of covenant that I have I have with you, man. That makes you not exceptionalist, but the exception. Yeah. But I'm hesitating, and I like and I like the uh the human and I means uh Something there, but he lived there. He lived there. So the next season, he had the head of his wife and the head of his three daughters for the compassion of the Lord, and they brought him out and put him outside the city. And when they were brought him outside, one said, Escape for your life, do not come behind me, and do not stay anywhere in the valley. Escape for the mountain, or you will be swept away. And as you see this, you see two dynamics happening. There is the, the dynamic of being swept away. And then there's the other dynamic in which God says, I want you to get up and go. Don't turn back. Go now. And in the midst of this, Lot's reaction is, he says, I'm going to leave him. I'm going to leave him. Now, because of God's mercy, you know what he did? He just grabbed all of Lot and I'm out You are not fool. And they were unceremoniously thrown out of the city. They actually got thrown out of the city by God. Now, I think that God doesn't want to do that. He wants to leave us by the hand. But there's something about lingering after our selfish gaze. There's lingering for the city, and, 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 and there's something about God who could not move with God, who could not move in the deeper story of God. Because of the fact that he was attacked to the city. He was attacked to Sodom. Do you remember the time that they both separated? God said, God, God said, uh, well, God said to Abraham, 
Before the end, I'll go back. And it's just a long, long, just set up his eyes. And the Bible, every time you look at it, you see the word that is written, and you just set up his eyes, talking about not just seeing different things, but seeing with the heart. And then that was the, the lens of the heart. Not saw that Sodom was that land was sitting, was beautiful, it was fertile, it was well watered, and all that. And it shows smooth. It shows smooth and it shows good. It shows blessed. And then sometimes how many Christians can be living with that black way? We lift up our eyes and what's in our heart shows. And Saul says, I want that. I want all the good stuff. And God help me to get the good stuff. And when we separated, then God called Abraham to lift up his eyes. And he said, This is the bottom of my heart. I want you to have a mountain. I want you to have a mountain. The mountains is a place where warfare happens. Mountains were considered a place where the principalities and powers wanted to rule you to rule there. People can worship on the mountain, they can worship, people worship as well. And then when God occupied Sinai, as a result, it is not Sinai mountain, but place of worship, places of prayer, places of consecration, and places of warfare. And Abraham goes with that. Lord, anchor us with the And that anchoring causes us to not see or hear from God as it is. If you understand in one that is my law, in which God is dead, bless you, and that the whole something, some summation of Christianity is that so that it can be blessed and drawn from the one that you have a whole self in you. Then you're going to find that uh, you will experience a life that looks like law. And you will not have the resources to be able to do it, but you keep it away. The heavens will be most important. So, as we look at this, I want to look at law. And a few things about law. We saw that lingering. Lingering is interesting, right? Lingering. Lingering. Makes us slow to follow God. Makes us slow to get blessed. It causes us to be tough enough to live a tough enough day. We become indecisive. We become not close to the impulse of God's voice and the meaning of the Spirit. I found myself rushing to church. 
ไปเลยมันผู้นี้มาเอาไปแต่ก็ยิ่งโดนแต่ในมันยากโดนสมองมันก็ยากสายโดนสายมันโดนไอ้คนนี้ก็ไอ้คนนี้ก็ทำให้เด็กมันไม่ได้ไม่ต้องไปแต่ I decided I wanted to call the leader of my church and I told my If you are real and you really care for me, make sure somebody answers it. I'm so glad I gave up my day job. We had a good time of prayer, and she and she came to back to the Lord for that. I was in Malaysia another another time, and I was speaking, and after the teaching, um, we had a ministry time and all that. And this couple came up to me, just very excited. Now, before they came up, I was thinking, and I, I was thinking about. I can't remember what I was thinking about, but I'm sure it was very good. At least me. And I kept on hearing. Something in my 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 heart says, <laughs> talk about not getting into law school. Talk about not getting into law school. I don't like talking about it because I didn't get into law school because of my situation. So I started talking about it. And I started getting vulnerable, you know. And I don't get vulnerable, you know. Start getting into the company, and uh, my voice started cracking, and all that. And what happened was that that couple of women told me, the woman, my daughter, I was the one.
Land. Right. It used to be developed, drive, liberty, and land. Property, right? But now, our psychological stuff has jumped onto that, and it's the pursuit of happiness. Now, so much of the greatest good is our own individual self including happiness. The psychological self has replaced any thought about God or any thought about truth or meaning. It is what is for myself. Legislation and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, legality has a lot to do with protecting it. It's all bad. But the human conception of ourselves is that the psychological self is the And so you have in Christianity a lot of kind of Christianity, a lot of kind of Christianity that's for the human self. And God is there to aid that. Um, what, what, I, what, what I want to say is this. When God chose the valley instead of the mountains, He chose that. Because the, the valley was the people in the people who were But Abraham got saved in The mountains spoke of prayer. The mountains spoke of the, 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 the aspect of warfare, of life being tough, smooth. It's not, but in God, it's smoother. It's based upon the dependence of God, not the dependence on all the structures that they make our life. It has to be the fact that God was central of life. And when Lot was faced with the dilemma of escape or dying, he chose cities instead of the mountains. So when the angel would say, Get out to the mountains, flee to the mountains. God, he was saying, go back to the promises of God. Go back to what God has to do. Go back to God. He says, I can't. I have to go to the good. The good is the city. I want to go to the city. And so the angel is, is wrestling with him. And, 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 and Lord says, I can't. I can't take this. I can't take the mountains. I cannot change the mountains. You know what? The mountains will be difficult for him. Because he had wasted his life. But he had wasted his life. And we need the psychological self to And so, as a result of that, you see in, in, in Lot, his Lot, his Lot was cut, was came out of his pride of himself. And what God said, he was saying, he was saying, he was saying, I want, to, I, want to, I want to say this to us, because I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't know whether it's going to be another pandemic or not, but I have a sad feeling that uh, what we experience, maybe even a, a practice for all the time. I don't know, I just want to walk into the way. It's really wrong. I'm very happy about that. But I'm telling something, we are living in a very changed And God does not want us to be free to live for school. Live for school. We are looking for the good. Good is good, but you want to live for God. Because God is more solid than good. He goes back and forth. And doesn't the, the city look pretty nice uh, for, for the time being? They did not laugh. Alright, let's carry on.
And then she just said she was going. No, sorry, before they asked. He asked, Are you Mama Luca? Are you Mama Luca? And he said, He didn't want to say it because he was being pulled out. She knew that it was going to be bad. Or at least she thought it was going to be bad. Another defendant came in and said, Yes, she is not Mama Luca. Then the other defendant said to him, to the, to the first defendant, said, Do not pull her in the house. And then he shared about how he stole, he had a gun stuck in his right food, so he stole a man's rival special. And he said, she would tell him. She would tell him. do not harm her. They grabbed her, took her in the lead, and the two rebel soldiers took her in town. Now, this is a town that she had been ministering in for several years. And no one accepted Christ, no one became Christian at all. They were completely hearted to the Lord and showed her a woman who was in another room. They entered into the house, the, the main room, or the main, um, uh, uh, the large room, was filled with people. It was suffering, it was hot, it was so suffering. Everybody was going like that. Now, they took her to another room and there was a woman who was seven months pregnant and they said to her, go and meet her. So she went to the house and she looked at her and she prayed for her to her. And she prayed, and before she prayed, she shared in elementary child language. The gospel. Just share the gospel and give her a chance to accept Christ. And the woman accepted Christ. She never received that. She came. She went into the last room and there was lots and lots of people. And the whole atmosphere had changed. Everybody was saying, Amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And their, their hands were the off their faces and they all received the Lord. Because suffering may never open to God. Suffering may never open to God. Soon after that, a wellspring of, um, of advocacy came from the town around that, and he was released and went back to England. Isn't that amazing? So he had steps, so he had figures, there all these things are good. All these things not understanding. There is an inner story that God and it has a dynamic. It has this dynamic that is based upon a covenant that God makes with us. And he has made you and I. He makes this covenant with you and me. And in this, he causes us to be tuned in this point. And be unkind. Amen? Unkind. So that we, we, in this covenant, he says, I will give you, I will be your God after the divine human relationship after the human relationship. Many of us will need to develop that. In the days to come. And you can develop that in your in your professional life as well as in your business life and your family life. So that you hear from God. That's the first thing. He, he promised Abraham land. He promised Abraham the place in which you are living. I will bless him so that you can bless him to other people. And he blessed him and he blessed Abraham with the fruit of the 
first year she got into the city and all that. City and I were in beyond front of the city side of the We call it a new day. On the day, a few of the gods had been in the new day. He had given donkeys years of her life. And now, at the fulfillment of so much of his dreams, the Lord was there. Yeah. And of course, as the dad, I said, you know, let's not be so radical. The Lord speaks to us and, and He forms His word in us. Give it time. <laughs> very, very, very obedient. Okay. <laughs> but the Lord had not completely spoken and believed that one. But Not a kid, but the talking about. Automatically, you don't have to 